Boom. And we're live. And we're back. Hi, Brian. Oh, I said your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say your name. Start again. Okay. Welcome back <laughs> no. to the Single White Male Podcast. It's okay. So, I shouldn't yeah, have said your name. How are you going to get that out? I'll just edit it out. Okay. I'll just edit it out. Welcome back to the show, Single White Male. Thanks for listening and glad you tuned in. This is Friday, October 22nd, and this will be the bonus episode. This week, well, actually, when we recorded it, uh, I was talking to the Queen of Queens, my mother. We did a great interview. We had a great conversation about her uh, teachings back when she was in New Jersey, as well as um, some when she was in Atlanta. So that's what we have for you this afternoon. Um, I'm going to talk more in depth about that, but I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening again, and thanks for your support. Yeah, so no, I just want to record what away, right away because um, there's a lot of stuff that we were talking about before we got on the microphone. But yeah, what do you think about this setup um, so far? The studio looks great. Thanks. I like the, the, the ambient lighting, and it's very mellow. Yeah. And it looks looks wonderful. I think you got a great setup here. Awesome. Yeah, I got the um do you see some of those things next to you on the table? Mm-hmm. Yes. I got those from the uh Japanese marketplace. Asian marketplace. Oh. So that's like a, a lemon tea. And the next one's like a um uh it's like a I don't know, some kind of root coffee type thing. You just need some Tootsie Pops for your uh Halloween decoration of the monster. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what to do <laughs> Forgot with that. to buy where those to today. It. Yeah, I don't know where to, what to do with it or where to put it. But That's um, cool. It's cool. It's cool right there. It's it pretty is. cool, right? Yeah. So we've got the candle on and like um, it. I like everything. Light. I like the American flag and very good. And I'm not going to put those there permanently. I just didn't know where to put them. Well, they're fine right now. Sweet. Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about, uh, I wanted to ask you some stuff because. Um, you asked me about this a couple of times and I didn't um, get a chance to show you yet. So I got it here. This, and um, then we'll get into some stuff about New Jersey, which I'm excited to. What are the names of these recipes? These are, okay. So I'm going to give you these two, but the first one's apricot, almond, and chickpea tagine. And what kind of meat is in there? Zucchini. It's a vegetarian. Basmati rice and tremola. I've never heard of this before. Okay. Here's this one. Apricot, almond, chickpea, zucchini, basami rice, chamola. Oh, this is a vegetarian one, I believe. That Good. one looks like one that you would eat. Oh, it looks tasty. This one, uh, I kept these because in case even after, um, even after we, I ran out of the supplies, I could still. Um, Absolutely, I think if with this. You definitely could learn how to cook. Yeah. And you'd have all the recipes there. You could always go to the store and just it's get them It's a great back. idea. This one's sweet, smoky, and pork tenderloin. Oh, I would you like, that. like that. I'd really like that because I like pork. This one. Oh, this one looks good. What, what kind of uh, – is that carrots or – yes, carrots, 
pork tenderloin, mashed potatoes. Oh, that one looks really good. Chili roasted carrots, cherry sauce. Oh, the pork tenderloin has cherry sauce. That looks delicious. Does that look spicy? It looks pretty spicy. No, it doesn't look too spicy. Okay. Paprika good. is warm, but not too spicy. This one might be a little more. Firecracker meatballs. Firecracker meatballs. Yeah. Oh, I think that would be spicy. With roasted uh, green beans and jasmine rice. Okay. This one looks good. And then we just have one more. This one. Check that one out. Well, firecracker meatballs. I probably have a little spice in them. Let's see. Sriracha. Ow. It's got sriracha, so that'll be hot. That's going to be like, yeah, minimal. But but you like spicy, so that'll I work. Do. Yeah. And the sriracha is not too bad, but um, chicken sausage spaghetti bolognese. Spaghetti bolognese. Oh, let me yeah. see that. I make spaghetti. I make the bolognese sauce. Do they put carrots in their bolognese sauce? Oh. I feel like I need one more light over here, but I'll survive. Well, there's in the storage room, there's lights. There's a big yeah. tall light could maybe go on your desk. Yeah, that tan one good. that would work. I like the ones that are, yeah. Well, it's tall, so you for now. Yeah. Okay, this is bolognese sauce, but I put carrots in my bolognese sauce. Mm. Very good. Yeah, so that's hello good. Fresh. Yeah, I just got the we got the the discounted version of it, and then oh, nay, from this you make you can make it again and get your own ingredients. Yeah, exactly. Looks very good. I had two rounds of those. The other one was pretty good, too. Did we save yeah. the paper on the other ones? Yes, I have it upstairs. Okay, good, yeah. You know, the um, the spaghetti sauce is uh, everybody makes their own version of uh, spaghetti sauce, pasta sauce. Every yeah. house, Every household has a different one that they that's their specialty so living in new jersey when you you go to one aunt's house she does her sauce one way and another aunt's house her sauce is a different way so they're all different they're mm -hmm. all good but they're all different i bet they're a lot better i mean i bet you could go well ahead. everything homemade is always a lot better yeah than from a jar but the jarred sauce is okay you just have to doctor it up a little bit what do you think what if you um Oh yeah, you like. I know you like to. You, you like to get the jarred sauce and then do what you do to it to make it taste how you like it. Right. But imagine, imagine if you went into um, uh, New Jersey household, whatever, up up north, and you bottled up all their homemade pasta sauces and sold them wherever. I'm sure it would be delicious. Oh, of course. But talking about New Jersey, so Single White Male podcast, we're back. Uh, had an exciting episode last week, which is really fun. We just kind of read some current events. We might do a few today, but uh, my mom's on the podcast today. <laughs> what? You don't like the current event? That's okay. We only have one current event, I think, that I wanted to ask you about. Um, but I, I do fire. I throw it through. I'm going to do that in the next episode. Don't worry. And, um, and yeah, we wanted to talk about, since we just kind of went through that, we want to talk about a little bit about New Jersey, where um, you grew up and where you're from and stuff like that, because obviously it's different from here. Well, it's in, in some ways, you know, in others and other ways. Oh, there's a lot of differences. I think, first of all, many more Italian people, ethnic variety up there, more so than down in the South and as in the Atlanta area, anyway. And um, yeah. Um, but you know, you, cause you, I'm oh, sorry to go. I'm just going to kind of drag your memory that, um, 
we, I think the one conversation that kind of got us, we always, we always talk about it because I wasn't born in New Jersey. I was born somewhere else here down, down South. And, um, uh, well, go ahead. well oh, yeah. growing up, you, in, with family around, that's the difference between big difference between there and here. When you, um, everybody was your mother and your father, your aunts were like your mother and father, your uncle, all that. Everybody had watched over you, even yeah. though that you didn't live with them, with that you lived close by. So uh, if you got in trouble in school before you even got home and your mother knew anything, your aunt would be so what you doing in school today? You got in trouble. Shame on you. And your uncle yeah. would be yelling at your grandfather. Really? You embarrassed the family. What did you do? The, the principal had a call here. So you had a really a, a village. And then unfortunately, you know, some of us moved away from our nuclear family because we uh, had other job opportunities. Right. Right. And uh, you, you moved away. And part of me really regrets having moved away. I had a, career there and I had a, a pension that was vested. So part of me really regrets leaving the family. Right. But, um, I understand that. Yeah. But it's See a beautiful that. life in Georgia. I mean, the, the weather is gorgeous. The, the scenery is gorgeous. The, the greenery, I mean, they're, they're very involved in their parks and the recreation area. So it is beautiful here, a lot warmer, but it is beautiful. Yeah, and, and part of the contrast, like one of the, go ahead, you have something. One of the, because I want, well, obviously you can, you know, expand on that. One of the podcasters that I follow is uh, originally from New New Jersey, and he um, moved to. He's a comic, so he moved to L.A., moved to New York, and all this stuff. But he just moved back to New Jersey, and he describes a lot of the conversations that you have with me about like the things you miss about New Jersey, how the culture is different, and it just feels totally like oh, that's my home and stuff like that. Well, that's where your roots are. That's that's where you grew up. It's a different world up there than down here. It, 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 um, well, yeah. you grew up with. Uh, first of all, let's say how about this? You, my cousins around. But in in this, okay. So obviously, we grew up. My brothers and I in a home, a good media, uh, middle class uh, home. That, um, but it you know more space than you grew up. You grew up. Oh, I grew up in a very very small tiny little apartment and my mother and father slept in the living room on a pullout bed and there were two tiny little bedrooms i had one and my two brothers slept in the other one and we had one little bathroom oh i don't think it was more than six feet long so five wow. people in a, a tiny little apartment that you was a, a single family home years before when well my 11 aunts and uncles lived there and grew up there but then they they par partitioned it off and made four apartments mm -hmm. for people to live in and now my two my two aunts live downstairs from me mm -hmm. they were they never married and they took care of my grandfather till he passed away and he was uh 102, I think, when he passed away. But yeah. that's um, what, what were we? We're just talking about the, the where you where you grew up compared. Well, the, and also, I was much smaller. So, but you didn't know any better because that's what everybody else had. So, all your friends were in the same situation. Then, you know, little by little, people started moving to neighboring towns. You know, I grew up in Patterson, which was really a great, great time. High school was the best years. We were, and we still, we still are um in touch with the other through facebook mm -hmm. 
So we, you know, we all were in the same situation and we didn't know more than more money than our parents made. A lot of people did piecework. They made hats or other things and they got paid by the piece in the evening. They would do the piecework mm-hmm. and, and, Wait, what's the piece so, work? Piece work was like, let's say hats were big back in the day. So if if a store, a beautiful store was Meyer Brothers and Meyer Brothers would sell in their hat department. Well, instead of making a hat in a factory, a lot of people made the hat in their house. They The manufacturer brought you all the material and you made these hats. You made 100, 150 of one kind or whatever. Then the guy would come and pick them up and give you the money for making them. So it was all That's handmade. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But not factory made. Right, right. Yep. So what you you talk about like a small business, like you could run your own business or no, you didn't run your own business. You just did piecework. So instead of okay. working in a factory, you worked in your house. That sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. And it would and it <laughs> supplemented your income because a lot of the people that came to America then, they might not have had an education. That doesn't mean they weren't smart, but they were damn hard workers. Right. All of them. And they swept the sidewalks, the street, the porches. They swept everything. They were very in tune with America as immigrants. They wanted to be American, act like an American. And they learned the, they learned the language. They weren't taught in their foreign language, in Italian. Mm-hmm. They were taught in English and they acclimated. And that was what the thinking back then was that you, when you came to America, you acclimated to the way the Americans did, you know, ran things and right you know they were very well accepted they accepted everything so and communities live together italians live near each other you know my father was from scotland so he he uh went towards the you know he played soccer so he was involved with the soccer club and mm-hmm. that's where my parents met at the soccer club oh because really? after the soccer games during the day and on bunker hill They'd have soccer games, and then they'd go down to um, the club. You'd have your dinner there, and your it was called the Dover Club. And you'd have your what dinner was it called? The Dover Club. Let's see if we can find it while we're talking, okay? Oh, you might. It's gone now, I think, but they would— In New Jersey? It was in New Jersey. It was in Patterson. And that's where my mother and father met because my mother ordered— my mother ordered a scotch at the bar and that was really unheard of because you know everybody drank wine and my father said who's drinking scotch and that's how they met really mm-hmm. that's awesome mm-hmm. so that's a pretty hardcore drink i mean that was grandma that was grandma she ordered a scotch mm-hmm. she that's did how like she met drink. grandpa oh and he was God. good looking too what was the uh, remember when you know grandma's favorite drink? I'll ask you a quiz. Uh, not not her favorite drink because you probably know more a lot. But at night she used to always uh, want to cap cap the night off with. Um, this is in her later years. She liked the honey liqueur. Yeah, honey liqueurs. She liked the um, port wine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had she uh, she liked to have that port wine, and you know she you couldn't put a drop in. You had to fill it up. <laughs> Top yeah, why not? Support wine. But what was this place called one more time? Dover Club. Okay. So the I pulled soccer up. club. Okay. I don't know the street it was on. But basically in New York. Okay. No, it was in New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Not yeah. New York. Sorry. But, you know, living in Jersey, we were in the city all the time because we had, we were 20 minutes outside of the city. So you just jump in your car and with your friends and go into the city. Go to Fillmore East, which was rock and roll bands, but... 
you um, paid very little to get in. You could always get in. Mm-hmm. Not like concerts now that are outrageously expensive. expensive. No, you could go over there and $25. You, you saw the, sh- the whole show. Yeah, it's gotten to the, that's, it's much different in that regard for sure. Yeah, I can't find it on here, but regardless, so that's where they met. And mm-hmm. um, so did they, so how, so how did he get, end up getting that apartment in, um, where, where exactly? Well, they lived in Patterson. Well, Dover Club was in Patterson, but that was my grandfather's house. Yeah. And when, when, when the brothers and sisters, they got married, they'd move into one of the apartments. They had split up the house and then they'd go, then they'd save money and they'd go buy a house, North Hilton, Hawthorne. Uh, you remember this? That's the Patterson Falls. Yeah. That's that's a national park now, Pat- Patterson Falls. Actually, the falls re- had ran enough electricity for the whole town. Really? Now it's been redone recently, and it's a historical park. And you went, you didn't, you go and visit. There's a, a statue of, of Alexander Hamilton there. That's mm-hmm. not that. I think that's a. Alex- they redid the park because this is now a. That was famous back in the day. You can see that kind of good. Mm, well, yeah, I can see it. Okay. This is like old, old, old part of town that we're just showing here, real quick. I think but... that was Lambert Castle you just showed. Yeah, you're right. Is that Lambert yeah. Castle? Look, it says it right here. Yeah, Lambert I didn't Castle. see that. That's Lambert Castle. You could still go there, and, and uh, they have festivals and holiday celebrations and sell crafts and whatnot. Then they had a place, another place that people went. Not everybody was Greystone. That was the nut house. Greystone? It's called Greystone. It's like Castle Grayskull from Hemet. No, it was the nut house where people held cuckoo went. In New Jersey? <laughs> Greystone. Cuckoo? <laughs> so you say, would you just get out of Greystone if somebody was acting weird? <laughs> oh, really? Was this when you were a teenager? Yeah, I was in high school. That's funny. I went to Eastside, Go- um, Eastside High with the Mighty Ghosts. Eastside High. Eastside High School was the best years. The Mighty Ghosts? It was called the Mighty Ghosts because the school was built on a on a on a cemetery. Oh so really? they were called the ghosts. Eastside High. Eastside High. Let's see what it says about that here on Google. Eastside High School, New Jersey. Let's put and a film uh there was a film made at in Eastside High School with uh Morgan Freeman. It was called what was it called? Lead on Me. Oh, okay. That was made at the, at my high school. Let me see what you think about this. Where I went to school. Does this look at all familiar? That's the new buildings. The old building had a football field in front of it. Oh, yeah. But this, this is the, oh. And see that pink and white house right there in the this middle? This one? A, a guy I went with in high school, Stanley Swatter. That was his house. Hold on. Really? He lived across you the street from the high school. You got to be kidding me. No. What was his name? Stanley Swatter. Jesus. That's could be the most Italian New Jersey name I've ever heard. One of them. Well, actually, I think he was, I don't know, Lithuanian or something. Oh, let me go back to that. Here you go. That pink and white house, that's where he lived <laughs> with his family. I think he was probably never Polish. late. Polish, maybe he was Polish. Was he ever late to school? No, I don't think so. <laughs> we had to walk across the street. But the school didn't look like that back in the day when I went there. It wasn't the tall buildings. They've added on to that. And the building on the right, that's where the football field was. Oh, really? We had a football team in a football field. Then they got rid of the football and they put more buildings. So now it's a parking lot and there's one building right here. I guess so. Wow, so that's where you went to high school. Mm-hmm. Just take the bus up to high school and then walk three or four blocks. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. That's where I went to high school. That's cool. It's wonderful. So you had you really real that was when you loved that I, that would be one. Oh, of your I loved Eastside High School. I still correspond with a lot of my classmates. Yeah, because would that would probably be one of the your favorite memories is just being going to school. Oh yeah, because you went with your neighborhood friends. You went and got the bus together, went to school, ate lunch together. It was was great. And the teachers were great. It was a good school. I want to find a better picture of it too. Well, probably an older picture. I don't know what. That's the newer pictures. Yeah. Joe Clark was the principal. You oh, know, this guy? everybody knows about Joe Clark. Would you remember him if you saw him? Oh yeah, I taught with him in a, in a different school. School school number might have been school number six. He was the principal there, and I was a teacher. And then he went to Eastside to be the principal. So he's no longer with us. I don't believe so. It says dies at eighty two. Yeah, I yeah he passed. Do you, does it look familiar? Does he look? Oh familiar? yeah, it looks exactly like he did. Wow. Look, A-Side High, right next to him mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. So he was the principal when you went to school there? No, he wasn't the principal when I went to school there. He he was the principal when I got out of college and became a teacher. He was the principal at my school, and then he went to Eastside. Where was he? I don't remember exactly. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm loving how you're laying this out so far because um, – let me check the time. Okay, good. Um, hold on. So at 30 minutes, we're just going to – Okay. It's going to cut, but we're just going to start it again. And we're just going to go for, we're going to just do one hour and that's it. Okay. If you can, we'll see what we do, but that's the max we're going to do. Um, if we do it. So, so, he okay. So the where, school with a baseball bat. What'd you say? Who did it? Joe Clark. Yeah. Look. Cause he wanted to get all the druggies out of there. Look. He wanted them out of there. Yes. And he wouldn't, didn't want to let them in the school. They did drugs or anything. He kicked them out. Have you seen the movie, the principal? No. Okay. I, I, but I've seen Lean on Me. Is that what the name of it was? Okay, we'll bring that I up. I believe so. We'll bring up Lean on Me and I'll bring up the principal. So, um, let's see. Oh, let's do let's do uh, high, uh, high school. It was a movie. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Bring up the IMDb. That was Morgan Freeman was the played his role. Yeah, see. Yeah, there it is. Lean on me. Right there. Mm-hmm. So we can't play any of the audio because of copyright. No, but, no, but, but uh, that was that was it. Yeah, this is it. He right wanted here. the kids to do better. The dedicated but ty- tyrannical Joe Clark. Yes, he was tyrannical. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, dude, we were talking about Joe. Oh, it's based off of him. Well, it's it's his years at Eastside High School. I didn't know it was the same exact. They're saying this is the guy. I mean, it's yes. like a bio, bio, bio pic. That's him. Yeah, uh, but tyrannical. Yeah, yeah. Joe Clark is appointed the principal of a decaying inner city school. He mm-hmm. is determined to improve by any means, any but and all means. It wasn't inner city when I went there. It was just city. It wasn't inner city. Then you know things changed. People moved away, and other people moved in, and the whole culture changed. And then drugs become pre- became prevalent, and you know people they want to come into the school so they could sell their drugs. Hmm. Wait, that's the real Joe Clark right mm-hmm. there. That's him on the right. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, good intentions. So, okay, the period. He wanted to prove inner city school, inner city kids could learn and they could raise their scores. That was his thing. Yeah. And he ruled with iron fists because he sometimes a little too too rough on on the teachers sometimes, but oh, really? he was rough on the students. He wanted them to better themselves. Well, now. 
going from when you were um, a student at Eastside High mm-hmm. School to um, uh, going away to college? I went to William Patterson University, which then was called, back in the day, was called Patterson State University, and it was a teacher's college. And then it grew and grew and wasn't just a teacher's college anymore. But that's where I went to school. I got a scholarship. How did you end up deciding that you wanted to go there versus another college? Well, I wanted to be a teacher from when I was a very little girl. And that was what we could afford. And we would, Ellen Moskowitz, my high school friend, lived in the down in the apartment projects. And she'd come pick me up. And I'd give her $2 a week for gas. And she would, we'd go up to the college together. Because that's, you know, we otherwise you have to take two buses to get there. You have to take a bus downtown Patterson, then a bus up to the college. Because I didn't have a car. Why did I go there? Because my parents had no money. They were, fact, my father worked for Curtis Wright, factory worker. My mother was a factory worker too. Well, she did a lot of jobs, but so I couldn't afford to go anywhere to college. I wasn't going away to college. I was the first one, well, my cousins and everybody to go to college in my family. And that's wow. where I could afford because because then I could, it was a play, and I got a scholarship. So, and I, I also, I borrowed money to go to school. And every year you worked in the inner city, you worked off your college loan. And I worked in the inner city long enough to pay off my college loan. And, and, and when I, the majority of years that I taught, I was down in school number 18. That was a beautiful school. And that's the school where I went to, that's where I went to elementary school. Went back there and was a teacher. So did some of the friends from the neighborhood. Went back to school 18 as teachers. Was that the first school that you taught at when you got out of college? Yes. that I taught in Patterson for 12 years. Okay. What was the, the name of the school? It was called um, school number 18. Was across school number eighteen. School wow. number eighteen, because it was a city. It had numbers, and across it was across the street from Riverside Oval, and it was a candy store next to it, Fritchie's, to go get penny candy, and there was ice cream. That's my school right there, <laughs> and that was um, you get a lemon ice after school, and you walk home with your candy and your lemon ice. They had penny candy in jars, so for ten cents you got ten pieces of candy. <laughs> I want to ask you about all these prices. And we went too. home for lunch. Oh, you when, did? I, when I went to elementary school, you didn't eat lunch at school. You got out at like 1145. You went home. Mm-hmm. You ate lunch. You came back. You had to be back at school by one o'clock. What time did you get out? 11 what? I think we got out 12? like 1145. Mm-hmm. You, you went home, home and you had to be back by one. That's awesome. You went home for lunch. You walked home. You yeah. had your lunch. You walked back to school. Because the schools were that close to the district. Well, That's like, how the districts were. Yeah. Everybody walked to school back in the day because their school... It was a city. The school was close by. Yeah. So school 18. That was school 18. But oh, on, that look. was a great school. I love that school. You did. And on the right there, all the way on the right of the picture, that was Riverside Oval across the street. But to the right, they had a real kindergarten, the real old-fashioned kind of kindergarten with their own little playground. And and my kindergarten teacher was Mrs. Meenendorf. She was wonderful. Okay, so we're going to go into this. But back – okay, so you when you when – you, Okay, when you you knew that you wanted to be a teacher when from when you were a little girl. Yes. And then <clears throat> then you then you when you graduated high school, you said you had gotten before you got into college or whatnot, you got a scholarship. Right. Was that a teaching scholarship? A scholarship? Just of, a scholarship. Just in, in general. Yeah, I think I was recommended by some of the teachers, and I got a scholarship. Okay. 
And then, um, and then you were deciding what school to go to. Well, I, I got in, I think I only applied to William Patterson. And how far was William Patterson from where you lived? Cause you were living in the apartment that we, that I went and visited. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. How far was this? Well, you had to go to downtown Patterson, which was, you know, five miles or so, so here, to get downtown. And then you had to get a bus from downtown to go up to the college because that was up in North Hilton. That's you know, where I want to ask Arlene you about. Lives. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm right remember, near there. The college is near here. there. But it was smaller than and it's grown since then. It's become a university. Okay, perfect. Let me see this. Okay, put this. I'm going to stop this real quick so we can start a new one real quick because this is only courts for 30 minutes. Okay, perfect. And we're back. So let me tell you a little bit about School 18. The war, the walls in School 18 were marble. Is wait, hold, where is that's school the Riverside Oval? It's their School 18. The wall, the first school that you taught at, or one of them. <laughs> one of them, yes. Okay. The last one I taught the most there. Looks like okay. they got new windows down. They look like they have new windows because the windows we had, they were the old, the original windows, and they had a big long pole. And if you want to open the window, you had to get the pole and go up to the top of the window and pull down, pull down the pull, get your your stick thing in the latch. That's so old school. And you had to pull it down, and there was no air conditioning in the schools then. You're saying these are new windows? That looks like new windows. So maybe they added air conditioning, but all the you had to pull the. The windows down. Oh, uh, there we go. I couldn't zoom in before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's much better. But that's the school. The the school was a beautiful state of the art school. It had a gorgeous auditorium and it, with a balcony, mm -hmm. and it had um. This is elementary. The school. walls, elementary. The walls were marble, and the 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 bulletin boards in the hallways were inserted into the walls, and they had glass fronts. It was a beautiful school. Across the blackboard, across the front, that's when they had blackboards back in the day. Yeah. Um, that was before all it's the electronics. Racist. And the, what? Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, there were there were blackboards, and you used chalk, and you made your own lines and all that. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, oh, you're saying before they had the... the before the digital things. And, and everything digital. the uh, one that was made of the marker. No, you didn't. You didn't have that back then. You had to use chalk and erasers. Right. And um, underneath the blackboard, in every classroom, on either side of the blackboard, they had storage cabinets, mm -hmm. oak wood. It was beautiful. And underneath the blackboard, there was a big, long bookcase across the whole room. Mm -hmm. And you put all your books and everything in there, and the, it was all the state of the art wood. Mm hmm. It was gorgeous. And my friend Roseanne Kinder and I, we taught next to each other. We used to put decorations on every door across the front of the room for the kids. Mm -hmm. And we, we strung a line across the room and we would hang up all their work with clothespins. It was a really cool school. Looks like they painted the door because it used to be red. Do you remember those steps? Do you remember everything, huh? Yep. Yeah, wow. it was a good school. Well, I went to school there from kindergarten through eighth grade. So there was no middle school. Well, and, kindergarten and you, through eighth. It was K to eight, and then you went to high school. There was no middle school back then. But isn't isn't sixth, seventh, and eighth K through eighth? I mean, is the, no. The, you started in kindergarten. You went there to eighth grade, and then you went to high school. There was no separate building for the middle school. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I didn't know that they had to be separated. I know I did when I went to school separate. Yeah, but, but they didn't have it back in the, in the city like that. They didn't have. You just separated. went straight through, straight through. And we had several gyms in that school. 
And then, you know, later on when I taught there, they turned the gym into a lunchroom. That was when, you know, people started having free lunch and you didn't bring your, you could bring your lunch to school or you could eat the school lunch. So things changed. Home of the Cougars. Is that what we were called? I don't remember Well, maybe that. it did change since then. But it, it might have changed because I don't think we had a name. There's, there's, there is a big view of it. Yeah, it's, it was a lovely school. Playground, two playgrounds outside. So you went to elementary school here. You ended up teaching here, mm-hmm. but I wanted to. I wanted a few things to fill in. So when, again, when you when you um, when you went to college, you already knew you wanted to be a teacher. So of you just course. took all teaching courses. Took all teaching courses, and then when you graduated, you were looking for a school to teach at, and obviously that wasn't seemed to be too difficult to it do. It was hard to get into school 18 then because it was elite. So I started, oh. I worked at other schools and then finally I got myself into school 18. Yeah. This and that's where going. I was till I left to have my first son. Ah, okay. I got married and then. Yeah. I left my when brother. I was. Uh, so when you about when, to have a baby. Okay. So you left when you were about to have a baby, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> is that when you guys moved to, moved down here to the south? Yes, when <clears throat> right after uh, right after he was born, the oldest one was born. Okay, good deal, uh, perfect. And then, um, how many years did you teach in New Jersey? Twelve. Okay, how many schools? Uh, a couple of schools, maybe like two or three. Yeah, that's all. Okay, but I remember you. I know you like to teach there. Oh, that was a great. I love that school. I had good friends there. Going to school there in high school and then go. Now, how was college? College was great. That was, you know, that was during the change. My grandma used to call it the change because we first went to to college. Everybody wore shirts and ties mm-hmm. and the girls, the women wore dresses. Mm-hmm. And by the second, third year of um, high school, everybody had jeans and flower power and it was vietnam war and you know things had changed that was when the country changed and the wait from the beatles came and you know everything changed after that so no is that between high school and college like some of high school some of college well i graduated from high school in 66 and then i graduated from college in 70 and i started teaching okay so that was when the culture changed. Yeah, you were talking and about people. You know, the protests started, and people started voicing their opinions. And songwriters and singers wrote about everything that was happening in the country. And you know, it was a political kind of thing when back in the day when they the stars were. How did the um, that affect Eastside High School? Is that have to do with your high? Is that more like when you were getting into college? More or? in college than high school. High school, everybody got along. There was no racism that I knew of. I mean, nobody had. Yeah, the, some people had some money in high school. The doctors' kids and the lawyers' kids, but well, the crowd I hung with, nobody had a lot of money, and it yeah. didn't matter. You know, it, it everybody got along really good. They really well. And the, the, it wasn't, it was a great place. What about, what about, and I wouldn't bring this up, but I think it's funny. What about your two brothers? Did they go to the same high school? Because you're the oldest. Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest. Yeah. My younger brother. Without saying, yeah, any names. He went to Eastside also. Now, he was a white kid on a black, <laughs> a black team. And what did he play? Team, he played baseball. 
Oh, uh, okay. He was a darn good baseball player. So he that things had changed at, when he went, and, and it was starting. It was starting to change. How many years younger? He's a couple years younger. The youngest? Than me. No, Middle? not Ron. Okay. Oh, so I can edit it out if you want. So sorry. It, it doesn't matter. The, the middle. He was a good athlete, so he got along with you know the. He was protected because he was on the baseball team. And there we had winning basketball and baseball teams. It really. And he. It didn't matter that he was one of the few white kids that played on there because he got along really good with everybody, and they they loved him because he was a good player, and they protected him. Yeah. But. Then when my youngest brother was going to go to high school, he didn't want to go to Eastside. Things had really changed. Okay. And he, and and it was how it, did they change? Well, you know, poor, poorer people moved in, and be, then the crime. You know, there was more crime. There was more drugs around, which which was not big when I went to high school. Drugs were not a big deal. Okay. There was more like drinking than drugs. It became basically like a little more violent, a little more, a little more violent. Yes. It, 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 things yeah, changed. People dangerous. moved away. The original people moved away and new people came in. And and this is between like 19, when you were there. I graduated in 66. We were the hipsters. Wow. That was the name of our class. So I graduated in 66 and late after that, then it, more drugs, more crime, different, different people came and, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a big change. So my youngest brother went to mm-hmm. mm, technical school. Oh, yeah. What did he, he go? Went to, he, I can't think of the name right now. Okay. Technical school. Because it was up near the college. Oh, where you went to school? And it was safer. Okay. Makes sense. Him and uh, I think my cousin, I think Gina went to school with Ron, too. Technical school. I can't think of the name right now. but you talk, Okay. Okay. But it was a technical school. Right. Because you could either go the college route or the technical route. Right. Now it's all the college route. Technical schools really sort of vanished unless they're coming back. So we do have technical schools, which a lot of uh, parents that when I hear people talk about it, they say you should go to technical school. You should go to vocational. Vocational school. Yeah. Yeah, Vocational high school because you learn to be a a plumber. You learn to be electrician. You learn to be an auto mechanic, a trade school. And that's important because they make good money now. Yeah. And those are the ones where they go, hey, listen, you don't need to mess around with all this other stuff unless you're going to be a doctor. Or right. They teach them all the technical things. They're, it's, they're, it's important. It's almost like um, trade school, technical school, art school, and then if you want to be Col- a lawyer right, or college, college or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he went there. So that's good. And then you went to um, William Patterson, you said? Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm just trying to bring it back up. Was this the? Is this what it looks like now? You think probably then obviously yes. not back then. That's a beautiful fall picture. That's a big campus. Oh, it's it was not that big when I went, but it's really big That's, now. Look at that. Because they bought all the surrounding property, became a university. I mean, this is a beautiful. Co- I mean, this is. Uh, I'm guessing this is uh, as big as. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows Georgia Tech, but this is a oh, pretty it's big. It's big. It's big. Yeah, look at this. It, look how beautiful. Too, it is. By the it's way. beautiful. It's like in the center of, for those who are just, yeah. I wouldn't know my way around there now. Yeah. Because it was only a few buildings and then there was the cat, the cafeteria, but it's changed. You know, people don't realize, um, obviously I've heard this a lot because I follow stories about New Jersey because you're from there and you tell me a lot and everyone over the years, but uncles, um, but it's really like, I mean, obviously when you look at this picture, you think of New Jersey, well, obviously it's a different part of New Jersey. Well, it's, no, it's not far from Patterson. It's just up the hill. And 
Yeah, she's uphill from Patterson. Uphill from Patterson. Because um, when I went to your house when you grew up, um, it's in this, it's in this, like in the city, right? Would yeah, you say? It's cl- city? well, yeah, suburbs a little bit. No, it's it's more the the college is out in this is more in the suburbs, but yeah, Eastside High School, of course, was in the city. But this is like this is not industry. You don't see a lot of like because you're near Nabisco, and where you you kind of like near where you grew up. But this this is like surrounded by tons of trees. Oh yeah, there's tons of trees up there. This is like a really nice look, and here's the basketball. It's uh, it's very nice. It was a good school. Yeah, look at that. So beautiful school, beautiful surroundings. Yeah, well, look at that William Patterson University. Mm-hmm. So would you ever go back and look at that, or is it just? Oh completely yeah, I'd like now? to go. Well, you know, last time I went up to Jersey, my friend and girlfriend and I, we we uh, drove around the college to look at it. Oh, cool. See, back in the day, you didn't, there weren't as many choices for women. You, you went to secretarial school. Right after, okay. Or you went to be a dental hygienist. That's right. Or you became a nurse. Mm-hmm. Or you became a teacher. You that were, those teacher. Are sort, Those were sort of your choices back then. Now, the, the, everything's wide open. But most doctors were male. Lawyers were male. They were there were not a f- lot of female lawyers and doctors back then, but that's a long time ago. Well, yeah, about that was that like, um, but w- look, like obviously, a lot of kids didn't go to college back then. Yeah, how come? I don't know. Parents couldn't afford it, or a lot of kids got married out of high school. Just different, right? It was just different. Like a lot of college, high school sweethearts got married and started their families. Mm. Started younger. Yeah. But what's the um? You were saying that, uh, oh yeah, the choices that they had, like and stuff like that. Were were do you think women were oh like like back even though that that was the case? Were women like angry a lot about that back no, then? I, I mean, they, I, you no. can only speak for a couple. I don't think that women were angry. That was just the way it was then. Well, yeah, you didn't really question it because there weren't other other fields weren't open. I guess we're so busy trying to just you know make a living and go to school we didn't have time to do all the protesting and whatnot mm-hmm. although you know the the vietnam war opened a lot of people's eyes about different things yeah that, a lot of kids i went to college with went to vietnam so that was during your college that was college yeah yeah but yeah i got mixed up but high school that's okay there were only there weren't a lot of fields back then or at least not for me well i mean for my people did you, but you, but you knew your people. I mean, you know, like the people that I li- lived around me. But you knew you wanted to be a teacher from very young. So you were yeah, okay with that. I wanted to be a teacher. I always did. Yeah. Sorry, I'm typing in. Sometimes you're going to hear that. Um, and we can skip over this Vietnam stuff, but yeah, let's no, not, it's not go good. there. <laughs> um, and then, and then, okay, graduate, you went and taught in New Jersey. And then you, when you, came over here for different you know reasons um to georgia to georgia yeah oh i came to georgia because at the time my husband was um a rep a a representative for manufacturers and he had a good opportunity to come down here and open up his own uh, showroom and everything at the apparel mart in downtown atlanta so it was a good opportunity yeah definitely definitely hindsight's 2020 i'm you know, sorry I ever left Jersey, but you, I guess you just miss things. I, you know, I left my brother 
and he never liked that. But you know, you, you have an opportunity. That was when people had opportunities. They start moving away from the home because they had opportunities other places in the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what people do, right? I guess so. Um, there was another thing I wanted to ask. I'm glad you kind of walked me through all that because obviously there's parts that. If I can, you know, if you want to do this again ever, I'd probably ask you about some of the Vietnam stuff one day or this, that, the other. But um, that kind of walks me through like a, the beginning up to um, up to when you started teaching in Georgia, basically. And that's a whole nother, a whole nother thing. But I know a lot about that because I was finally born. Right. Well, I enjoyed teaching in, in Georgia, too. But then other opportunities came up. Uh, to become like a coordinator of departments. And then eventually I was vice principal and then became a principal, got my master's degree. And, you know, I like being, a, I really like being a principal. That was a good job. That was a really good oh, job. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We should mention that you went from being a teacher, you know, into being um, like a department head and then you become head. vice principal. And then, then I became the principal. Yeah. And it was, it was good. It was a good, nice job. Was that like sort of, sort of, you're, you're, you're one of your, did you have a goal of like in your, in your head of, in your mind? I didn't really have a goal, but as the opportunities presented themselves, you had to be smart enough to do the job. So I started moving up in the, in the a school that I was at. I'm not going to say the name, but yeah. um, we, um, and I became principal of the elementary school there. And, you know, and then I moved up again and started writing curriculum. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a fun thing because you do a lot of research and then you, you have to, it's like a big giant puzzle and you have to put all the pieces together. You have to find the right pictures with the right content for the exact grade level. And that, that kept was, you that busy. Was, that was very, I was very busy with that. But then I, it's, then I started being in front of the computer all the time. Yeah. Now that's not, I mean, when you're a principal or teacher, you're always on the move. But when, once you start working in-house and writing curriculum, you really are confined to an office and, you know, you don't have as much movement anymore. And you're you kind of lose a, the fun. Or well, the there were no computers. The there were not computers back in the day. Right. First computers that came out were the size of a room. Right. They were huge. And then, you know, everything became more efficient and smaller and smaller. And now you got a computer on your phone and on your watch. But back in the day, the computers were the size of a room. Was it more fun to teach back then than it, than it became later in your career? Obviously your, your job had changed over your career. Well, it was, but. well, back, it was fun to teach. Oh, you know, when you get out of college, you have all these ideas, these, these ideals, and you're going to save the world. And so you're like, you know, everybody's out of college. They got all this energy and they're going to be the best teacher on the earth. And I hung around with some really, some really good teachers, some really dedicated people that, you know, wanted to make a difference. Mm. And then, you know, you, you finally find out you can make a difference in your classroom and you can really teach kids not only content, but morals and values and everything. But, you don't really change the world. You get caught up in all the bureaucracy and, and you don't, you're not, you finally come to the, the conclusion that you're not really changing the world, changing kids maybe, but not the world. So and you get, you get, you know, you get a little uh, jaded at that point. But do you think there was an amount of years that in that, where you were talking, just talking about that exactly right there, that before that point, before you get jaded or 
as it happens that you did maybe make a, a, a big difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Made a big difference. And, and you had, it was a, that was a different kind of teaching because you had a, a, um, when I, when I taught in public school, you had a variety of students from all walks of life, mm -hmm. different, some with money, some with nothing. Some, a lot of the kids lived in the projects, which I didn't live, but a couple blocks from the projects, but, okay. um, at the time. And then when I taught down in the South, I taught in a private school where it was all rich kids. Everybody was rich because the tuition was very high. And it was a whole different, it was a whole different ball game. But these kids were kids that didn't know how to read. They had different learning disabilities, not too severe. But I taught a lot of kids that could not read to read. Are you talking about up, are you talking about up north or down south? Down in the south. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I and taught that... a lot of kids to read. A lot of kids really benefited from the school that I was at. They would have never made it if they didn't have the kind of teachers that they had there. Do you think that was uh, really more enjoyment like in the sense of teaching? I like teaching, you? so all of it was enjoyable to me. Yeah. Was it more of a challenge um, teaching in the South of for those because you uh, to get through that hurdle of teaching those kids or just did it feel more fulfilling to be able to help? those? I kids? think it was much more fulfilling in the North in a, in a teaching in the North because you could really oh. make a difference. You could really make a difference between the beginning of the year and the end. And but I and in the South, I made a difference, too, but um, I'm, it's hard to compare. It was two yeah. different populations I was working with. Yeah. So, because, yeah. Well, that's the, that's, you know, to your credit because you, you've taught so many different types of. And I think teaching in the South, as I moved up in my position, I pulled people up with me. So there's a lot of people now. I could make a list of people who are doing well now and moved up in the education because I mentored them mm -hmm. and I pushed them and I put their name in front of the right people. Mm -hmm. So I feel good for of uh, just for the fact that I helped people get ahead mm -hmm. that said to me, I want to move up. What do I do? Right. And I think that's, I think that's a credit to someone that they, I've helped so many people. Yeah. The mentorship up. part of it. For that's teachers. very important. Very important. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember a lot of that. Obviously See, being in the, the north, son of a. In this North there's, there's, unions mm -hmm. and you know you, you couldn't get rid of principals had a hard time getting rid of teachers that weren't good because there were bad teachers too mm -hmm. that didn't care but you had a union so after three years you become tenured so if you if the principal was very honest he could get rid of someone but it was difficult because mm -hmm. you would go to your union representative now in the south it's a right to work state in georgia and you could, it's a one-year contract and you can get rid of the person at the end of the year just not offer them another contract mm -hmm. so if you don't make it in a private school if you're not doing what you have to do they just don't offer you a second year contract yeah okay i mean that's that's you know, a big difference that's a big difference yeah i mean what is it what does a teacher do if he or she's not um doesn't do a good job in their first year. Well, you try in the first year you try to help them and to show them what they're supposed to be doing. And maybe in a private school, usually they give you a second year because they figured you learned a lot in the first year. Let's give them another year and see if they could really get with the program. Okay. And um if they don't, then it's their fault because they've had a lot of mentoring. So you can't 
get it taken back for the third year because you're in a private if you're in a private situation these parents want results they're spe- they're spending college tuition in elementary school and they want results yeah and they you have to you have to have somebody that's willing to that knows what they're doing and and can it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game. Okay. I was gonna I'm very interested in next time. I mean, well, we're gonna wrap this up in a minute, but I want you to finish your thought for a second. But I wanted to ask you next time I'd love to talk about um really get into if you're open to it. Uh, a few things about teaching, like your first year teaching, you know, some of your you know, when you meet teacher friends, you know, um the teacher lounge, so to speak, right? You know, you oh hear about that. Oh, my goodness. I haven't thought about that for years. TV shows, right? All I know is every Friday we went to the Owl and I when I taught in Jersey. and like we a bar? All, it's a bar, and we had drinks every Friday after school. Yeah. We all met at the Owl and I. You and the other teachers and, and whoever? Yeah, whoever know. wanted to come, and we'd have drinks. <laughs> yeah. Every Friday. And that's that's a different... <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was, more, it was fun, huh? Well, then you know, people were single, and then they you know, started getting married and whatnot. Yeah, I think what you're describing is a lot. It has a lot to do with proximity, um, being single, proximity, being younger, uh, and being you know close into in, you know all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, because it seems like, and we've talked about this, me and you a lot, and other people that you um, you know as you like you said as you get older, not 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 really because you get older, just that I mean you know as people um, get married, their their priorities change. Your priorities change, yeah. When you're single, you're, you know, you could go here, run there. Once you're married, it's a whole new ball game. You, your priorities change, and then people start having families, and then thing everything changes. Your focus changes. Right. I see teachers that uh, taught with me when they were single and how mm-hmm. superb they were, superior. Mm-hmm. And once they got married and had kids, I was disappointed when several of them came back to work because they they weren't the same person. You know, when I was principal, it was the perfect storm. All these people were out of college. They were all idealistic. They were hardworking. They didn't have significant others or, you know, and so their whole focus was teaching. But once you get married and everything, your focus changes. Mm. You know, it's just, it's just life and it, and yeah. it changes. But that was, that, that was a strong, strong uh, population that taught at the, in the private school when, when I was principal. Yeah, and you had um, you saw. Did you see a lot of like people that reminded you of your of yourself when you were? At- yeah, they were very dedicated because they're just out of college. They're ready to rear and to go. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, they 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 really want to do well, and they they spend all their time on teaching. Once you have children, then you go home. You don't have all night to mark papers and make up things. You got a family. You have to cook dinner, get the kids ready, get you know, get do all those other things. Yeah. You have your husband here to take care of you. You your your focus changes, just human nature. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I know how busy that you were, you know. I mean, it wasn't that up. they weren't good, it's just that they were superior. Who? The teachers in the beginning. Then when they came back, they were still good teachers. But they weren't as excellent as they were years before. Yeah, like they lost, like their priorities, like you said, their priorities, the priorities change, change and the passion. Yeah, maybe, changes. Yeah, because you have kids and you're like, oh, it's yeah, not that they didn't want to be really good and they were good, but just twenty four seven wasn't teaching anymore. Yeah, they weren't thinking about it twenty four seven. Yeah, I were thinking about being a parent. Yeah, they had other responsibilities, which is like teaching too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so what do you think about this setup as we wrap it up here? 
your setup for the podcast? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty comfortable, right? I think it's very comfortable. It's very, it's very nice. Very, very nice. Do you think there's anything that I could add? Um, yeah, I think I'd put a picture up on that wall right there. This one? No, up oh, on there? the stairwell wall. Yeah, because when you're sitting here, then you, could, you have a nice picture. Oh, nice. I didn't think Good of idea. that, but I think that would look nice. Okay. Have uh, Maybe something calming like that blue and white one. That one? Yeah, that's nice. That might be nice right Maybe there. put that one sideways. So, or I just say same way up and down. I don't know. Down. Any way you like. Okay. And then, uh, what do you think about that American flag one? Where should I put that? You think I should put you that should up? You should absolutely have that up somewhere. I mean, okay. you, you made that. Yeah. Uh, maybe on that on the wall there. I made. Yeah, I was thinking about maybe that, but I didn't want to. But try know. not to make too many big holes. There we go. You don't want to mess <laughs> up my studio. You no, know? you don't want to mess up the studio. But um, then you have to fill all those holes when you leave the studio. Right. Right. I made that now because um, we were just – we're the perfect time. Um, and I uh, made that – In high school. In high school. And then the new prints later – year and it hung in the high school for years. Yeah. And and now they've got quotes or something where the pictures used to be. Yeah. The new principal had new ideas. Yeah. And uh, he – Contacted he, uh, us. Contacted he, me. Yes. And he um, said he wanted to make sure this got back to the right owner. To the person who did it, he, wanted, he was in, emphatic that it goes to that it got back to you. What do you think about? It? That's pretty cool that they were able that they wanted to to um that they were making sure it would get where where would well because they you know that that was when the school first opened all that artwork went up and they wanted to make sure everybody that did that artwork received it back. That's really honorable. Yes, Call I it. thought that was really nice. That's awesome. Uh, what do you think about this TV right here? I mean, does it help a little bit? Because I can kind of show you like, hey, New Jersey. Oh, yeah, it's cool. New yeah. Jersey. I think it's good. Okay. And uh, obviously this back here, as we're talking, we're just kind of describing the Soundproofing. Studio. Yeah. These are really, really cheap. So they're not expensive. And That's good. I used uh, this 3M double stick, which I have a lot Great. more of. Yeah. So I'm going to get some more of that. But, get um, some more soundproofing. Oh, you're getting near the... Yeah, we got... We're, we're, uh, rounding up we got like more 50 seconds. more yeah and uh we'll wrap it so um yeah thank you so much thanks for doing this because oh I, you're so welcome i was I, happy to i got yeah. lots of stories about jersey if i come back i'll tell you some of those yes please so next time yeah yeah i love that thanks for having uh, my mom on the podcast obviously um single white male thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next week bye mom bye thank you Welcome back to the Single White Male Podcast. Happy Halloween, everyone. Can't believe it's Halloween again, but I had to light a candle in uh, in memory of this year's Halloween. There it is. So, yeah, uh, welcome back. Uh, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Yeah, The Crow. The Halloween movie, for sure. That It's a Halloween movie that they don't really realize, that you don't really realize is a Halloween movie, but it is. Yeah, Devil's Night. Yep. Yeah, it's that, a real thing. Awesome. I saw in the news the other day that they do they they actually burn old apart, abandoned buildings. Saw in the news. Oh, what city? I don't remember. 
I know but yeah. it, was, it was real. It was the news, and it was like Devil's Night, and they were like, "Yeah, they, the, this is where people go out and burn the abandoned build or the uh, not abandoned." Um, just like called, what's the word condemned when they, they oh condemned, really go out and burn the condemned buildings. So it's like a real thing that's been happening, apparently. I guess. Well, they uh they actually have this thing called Angels Night, and they have Devil's Night. They have both. Never heard of Angels Night. So Angels Night is so Devil's Night. They go out and they burn stuff, which is the night before Halloween, so last night. And it's in. They started in Motor City, Detroit. That's where that's where the movie takes place, at least. And I think in Detroit they also do it. So they had so many deaths, and so much shit go on that they they had this thing. They had to start this thing called Angels Night, which basically tries to combat Devil's Night. And they've been doing that for a while. <laughs> what night is it? Uh, maybe the same night. Let me look it up. Not the same night. Angels Night. Are you avenging angels? Devil's Night is a name associated with October 30th, the night before Halloween. In oh, that it says Devil's Night. Hold on. And then, um, Detroit, Michigan, arson and vandalism prompting the Angels Night community response, saying that hmm. Devil's Night is back to 19 as early as 1940s, where they did. Yeah, I knew it went back. Toilet papering trees. Took arson, inner city stuff. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Devil's Night arson in Detroit had not declined by the early 1990s after a brutal Devil's Night in 1994, which is basically when that movie came out. Hello. And then Mayor Dennis Archer promised city residents arson would be not be tolerated. By 1995, Detroit city officials organized and established Angels Night on and around October 29th through the 31st. Each year, as many as 50,000 volunteers gathered to patrol neighborhoods in the city. Many volunteers kept a high profile patrolling neighborhoods. Magnetic mounting flashlight, amber beacons on their vehicles, CB radios, cell phones, and reported crimes. Um, 35,000 volunteer in the city, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And so that's, that's uh, I, I never knew it was a real thing. So it's, it was just for the movie. It's all, yeah, it's all real. And that, that's, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, Devil's Night. That was last night. Today's Halloween. So when I was walking the dog today, I was thinking about all the things I, I need to buy for the season, which is a pair of dark blue jeans, a pair of casual boots, mm -hmm. casual dark boots, because I have boots, but they're shiny, so they don't really work for casual. So casual dark boots, dark blue jeans. Mm -hmm. Comfortable belt, a puffer vest, and that's probably it. Closer to the mic. I have to be a little bit closer. That's probably it. Say it again now. A shit. That's good. I can move that forward more. Dark blue jeans. Yeah. Casual, weathered boot. Not weathered. Distressed. Casual distressed boots. Yeah. And a vest, a puffer vest. What color? Like a outdoor one, like not like a, a dressed up one, like an outdoor, like maybe like a green, like a dark green or a blue or an orange, not a black. Yeah. Like one for like outdoor, like hiking type of that kind of vest. So Sounds good. Not like a dress one. Yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, a pair of casual distressed boots and dark blue jeans. I got to have a new pair of dark blue jeans. Mm. 
Okay. And I'll be set for the season. Yeah. At that point, because I've already got, well, maybe one more puffer vest jacket because mine is kind of small. Mm-hmm. Doesn't fit that great. Yeah. Because I got fat. Yeah. But but I also bought that when I was really, really, really skinny. When I, that was like my, I bought a bunch of clothes when I was at the height of my skinniness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are just up in the top of my closet now. Yeah. I can't wear any of them. They're just up in the top of my closet. Just like all like hundreds of dollars worth of like J. Crew yeah. and Banana Republic clothes. Actually, all J. Crew, like everything J. Crew, like full business, like, like, like really nice J. Crew stuff. That's just can't, can't wear except one shirt that the Chris's dog, when it was a puppy, chewed through my hamper and, and chewed the shirt out. And I went into the bathroom for 30 seconds mm-hmm. and he chewed every doorknob off of every drawer in my room and then chewed through my hamper. I couldn't open the door. When I came back, the door actually wouldn't open. And because the, he pulled the hamper down, when he, this is when he was like nine weeks old, he pulled the hamper down full of completely both sides full of clothes in front of the door and pulled my shirt out of it and was eating my shirt. And like half oh, my shirt's gone. Damn. And the hamper is, and he chewed a hole through the hamper. Brand new hamper, brand new shirt, both brand new. Damn. Yeah. When his little pup, little black pup. Damn. Yeah. He's he a beast. A little, yeah, dude, he did. He was strong. That's how strong he was. What a savage. So besides that, all the rest of that J. Crew is up in my closet and, and like I'll keep it for years and years, I guess. And maybe one day, years and years down the road when I'm thin thin enough to wear it, I might wear it. Otherwise maybe. it'll just stay in storage. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's your penance for being fat. Because I don't know if I'll ever <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be able to get that thin again. I don't know if I want to. It's just too much work and too much. It's just too much. So I think if I just get in shape to where I'm a, a loose 34, maybe even a 36. I mean, if you can get to a 34, that'd be fantastic. I think I'm, I don't think, I don't know if I'll ever see 34 again in my mm-hmm. life, but it's. You will, dude. I got to 34. I can, I can wear 34s, I but they're not, they don't feel good. Like if I, like they don't feel comfortable and loose, they feel like they're tight. Like I, no, I, I couldn't even wear a 34 now. No way. I could wear 36s. But like, what are those American Eagles you gave me? The brown ones. They're oh, I don't know. Those are the I didn't give you American Eagle Browns. I yeah, you did. I gave you. I'm black. wearing them right now. That's Amer- the American Eagle Browns yes. I gave you. Yes. And they're kind of loose. They're loose on me. I think I think yes, dude. These are 36s. I think actually. And those are jeans. No, I don't know what they are. Oh, that must have been a long time khakis. ago when I gave those to you. No, it was last year when I was so fat I couldn't wear any of my clothes. And so and those I was, are 36? And you were like, hey, man, I got a pair of pants you can wear. Those, those are 36? Or you're trying to figure out what, what size they are? Yeah. I don't know. I don't recognize those. These are 36s. I don't recognize those. We have trick-or-treaters. Yeah, these are 36s. So, But they're loose. But some brands will make big clothes so you feel better about it. So pe- people will be like, oh, I'm going to go to American Eagle because they don't feel as fat. Because it's like a 36 American Eagle is going to be loose. It's really a 37. And so you're like, oh, you like American Eagle because right. you think you feel better. Like you're like, oh, I can wear 36. And like, it's, a, it's all trickery. Yeah. Same I, thing that Banana Republic does that too, man. They run their but stuff. That's fine big. though. Because the truth of the matter when it comes down to it, as long as it, because if, if, if it fits you, it doesn't really matter the size. Because unless you're like, you're not getting, it's not, you don't, you want to use that as a, as, as a scale for how thin you're getting. Yeah, I mean, well, but, you, I mean, if you really want to go hardcore, you just measure your waist with a tape measure, an actual yeah. with an actual like measuring tape. Yeah, You'll but thank exactly God that they is. have ones that are stretchy and can get you into that size because 
Yeah. The legs are smaller in those. I the want, waist is stretchy. So you could have a normal looking jeans. I, the legs are not smaller unless you get slim fit. I got the slim fit 34s. And they fit. I'm wearing them right now. Yeah. Slim fit is what with makes American, the leg. Eagle. The waist has nothing to do with that. The, the slim fit. Yeah. Yeah. But if you get a 36 regular. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It's made regular. bigger for a big wide ass. Yeah. Yeah. A big, a big, big fat, fat ass. ass. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, shit, what was I saying? Uh, Did that distract you? No, I got distracted by the dog barking. And uh, We're talking uh, about a, a, a big uh, waists and 36, man. Oh, yeah, so. Uh, so, nothing important. Yeah, so basically, and I want really soft jeans, like really soft jeans. Okay. No, I don't want hard jeans. <laughs> well, the one, I told you, American Eagle yeah. has the best jeans. And then I also want. For the price. Like uh like a like a the breathable super soft, the comfortable, yeah, breathable, flexible. Well, I, well, good. yeah. Did then, you you didn't try them? I gave you a pair. You haven't even worn them yet. So when you try them, talk about the black jeans. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't worn those yet. So when you try them, you'll be like, oh, these are fucking awesome. But I also want to get a belt, a comfortable belt. Okay, what kind of belt? Thick belt, like a thick leather no, like belt. A comfortable, like a really comfortable belt, like mm -hmm. a golf belt almost. I saw an ad for one on, online. It was like a, mm -hmm. had like no buckle. It had like a thin little buckle. Okay. So it didn't cut into your fat stomach. It was like a thin okay. little buckle. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you that's should get it. all those things. I mean, you have the money. Just got to yeah. go and buy them, man. When the Black Friday deals come out, I'm going to get, I'll get more stuff. Yeah. Get like, get like Eddie Bauer. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's uh, that's the plan right now. And then I got, and then of course the TV is on the agenda too, but. Yeah, so if you get the clothes thing and then you get Yeah, it's really only like that. five articles of clothing. That's it. I'm set. Yeah. Like for the whole winter. Like that's all that's all I need. Yeah. Because I got I got a bunch of cold weather workout gear already. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm I got I still have to find like vans or something though. Like some kind of vans or shoes. Stylish. The just like more of a stylish tennis shoe because I'm just wearing running shoes. And then they don't look good at all. Cranberry ginger. Hold on. How many grams of sugar in that? It's um, 22 grams of sugar. That's not that bad. But it's a little, it's a little can. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not happy about the sugar, but it's a little treat, you know, Trader Joe's treat. It's not that bad. It's not, Coke is like 45, I think. Yeah. So it's half. I wish it was just even. I wish it was like ten grams of sugar. Can't they just make a ten gram of sugar? Drink? They do. They 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 do make stuff like that. It's hard to find though. A lot of it's either like none or one or two grams versus yeah. like fifty. It's like never. Yeah, like a little like yeah. hint of sweetness. It's not never a thing you can find. I mean, I just want the flavor and like a tiny bit of sweetness. That's it. I'm really after the flavor, cranberry ginger. I mean, the sweetness to me, I like it, but I don't want it to be too sweet. They have pretty good sugar-free ones there at Trader Joe's. They're really good. It's made with real fruit. It's like a four-pack, and there's like four different flavors. And the ginger lemon one is really good, and they have like an orange one. And it's like a, it's what got like it? two grams of sugar. Sparkling water? Not sugar. It's got like two grams of carbs. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a sparkling water, but it's at Trader uh, Joe's. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's good. It's like better than like it's not as like uh, strong and and sour as like a Lacroix. It's like a uh, smoother. Yeah, that sounds good. You have to get them. 
kits. I'll have to get some. Of I those. was by. I used to buy them like crazy, but because the Lipsy delivery now, I don't buy them anymore. Because I feel I'm like, man, it feels like a waste. Like I'm like I'm getting pain for all that Lipsy water. It feels like a waste to buy water. Okay. Because that's basically all that is. It's just water with like a hint of fruit in it. Yeah. You know. I mean, it sounded good, but it's something I'd probably buy. But the original is like Pellegrino. Like that's like that's. Like but that's sugar. Italian mineral. That's a lot water. of sugar. No, you're thinking of. You're thinking of. Oh, you're t- talking about San Pellegrino. Like, yeah, like the green or just or Italian whatever. mineral water. Yeah. Sparkling yeah. mineral that's water, good. natural sparkling mineral water. Yeah, that's, those are good, man. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about those are amazing. Oh my God. Like the grapefruit and the pear. And then there's like clementine. Oh, though the sugar ones. Oh God. And lemon. Yeah. But those Lemonata. are so, there's so much sugar Lemonata. in them. Yeah, it's, it's like 46, 7 grams of sugar. Yeah, that when you get done drinking it, your belly will start hurting. Yeah, the, I mean, th- uh, those are those are pure sugar. Yeah. Yeah, but they're good, though. They're so good. Like on a hot day, like a cold a cold one of those. Ice. Like a cold lemon one. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. God, oh, yeah it's amazing. amazing. Like a hot summer day, and it's like fr- really so cold. So good. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Those are really good. I have those, a mic. Those are too big. They should make those... Like a slim, skinny can. It's like all you need because it's so much sugar in it. It's so flavorful. Like for you to drink a whole one of those is like, it's too much. Yeah. Well, then you wouldn't have to break up in a whole one because if you couldn't finish it, you could put it back in. Yeah. I never used to finish those. In. I used to always put like, try to put like a cover on it and put it because it was, it was like always so sweet and strong that I never, well, it depends. I mean, when I was in the pure, yeah. the pure like gluttony phase, I was probably drinking like three or four of those. Yeah. You really can't. I mean, I'm in the glutton phase right now and I can't, I have to, I really can't, I've been eating a lot because I quit uh, doing tobacco and dip. And so um, that really suppresses your appetite. And right now I've been, um, uh, so I've been really hungry lately. Um, and so I've been eating a lot more. And so now it's really hard. I'm struggling with like, eating because now every day I'm like eating a lot. Yeah. Know, but it hurts my stomach because I like. Yeah. Like my, my stomach's still small, so when I eat like and eat like half a burrito, but after I eat the half, I'm I could stop, but I keep I but I also could keep going like just out of disgust. I just eat out of out of pure flavor, but I'm well, not even lot, hungry a anymore. People, a lot of people when they quit smoking, they start eating gain weight because they're yeah. eating more. Yeah, like very common. And I don't even, and it doesn't even, if, and I feel really bad afterwards. I'm like, I just ate that whole, my stomach hurts so bad. I mean, bad. one whole burrito is not that much. I mean. I know, but it feels so full in my stomach. I'm like, my stomach's already full. You get with rice and beans and all that? I say, no, I don't get rice. the rice, that's like a double carb because you got already I, got a huge flour tortilla wrap around it. I, I tell them half rice. I go half rice yeah, you every get time. No, get no rice. Half rice. You get no oh, rice. Oh, yeah. Well, the, I get no rice just every meat. time. <laughs> what? I guess then it could just be meat. Yeah, I used to yeah. get that. I used to get no rice at, that. at Chipotle. Yeah, rice is a weird one because uh, I don't really know if it has any purpose. Besides, I mean, if you're starving, it would give you carbs. Yeah, it's pretty much like an empty filler food. It's a, just an empty, yeah. useless filler food. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know you can put stuff on it to make it taste good and eat, and you'll be happy, but it's it's an empty, right? It doesn't give you— It, it doesn't have much nutrition at all. But yeah. it's but it's better than but it's a carb. I mean, it's a cheap, easy carb. It's not that bad for you. It's it's better than bread. It's better than wheat, dude. Rice yeah. is better than wheat for sure. Well, but so but they're both empty in carbs too, though, right? I mean, that's not totally empty, but it's 
But a if lot you had of a rice is fortified you... too. A lot of rice is fortified with vitamins and minerals and stuff. They fortify it. Well, what if you were if you were trying to be healthy and not have a gut? Would you eat rice or bread? You shouldn't. You should keep your carbs like oh, completely gone. You know, yeah. you can. Yeah. No, you really. I mean, rice grains are not good for you. It's like been proven basically. I mean, it's already been you know. Mark Sisson, Paleo Primer, Primal Blueprint, all they talk about all the bad things that your grains do to your body, inflammation. But is rice grains? Joint pain. Yeah, it's a grain. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. That. The only carb that's not a grain that's like a starchy thing is a potato. That's the, that's, potatoes don't, grains have lectins and all this stuff that, that inflame your joints and cause systemic inflammation. Like potatoes are, is like a, like a natural starch. Like tubers, but, tubers are one of the original foods of, of like hunter gatherers. What is tubers? That's potatoes. Okay. And they used to dig up root, like roots of root vegetable. But isn't is 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 a potato a a, a, um, a carb? Of course. I mean, everything's and, a carb, but, dude. Fruits a carb. You said starch. So what's the difference? yeah? It's a starch. It's like a like I'm saying like a one for one from like so like if you if you didn't want to just eat fruit as your carb, like if you wanted to have like a real substantial carb between like bread and rice potatoes potato would be like uh, uh like more of like an em like an empty type more of like a rice type of carb without okay. the inflammation they call without that inflammation okay. because but, it doesn't have lectins and all the stuff that grains have to protect itself right from being eaten. but do we yeah. need carbs in our diet you need some carbs yeah of well, course you well, can't survive without some carbs so carbs are good Dude, I'm not a scientist. Dude, you know I'm asking you. You are a scientist. There's a lot more people that know a lot more about you. it than me. And you will be recorded and put oh, on God. the air for your – these are facts, you're, you're, I just gave you a perfectly detailed explanation, and all you said was, so carbs are good? Like you just, <laughs> you just didn't get any of that, dude. And begin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just said. Yeah, the because uh, I'm trying to figure out – I like sweet potatoes. I know sweet potatoes are healthy for you. But they're also you were saying that you know carb too, too much are... carbs. Okay, so too many carbs will lead to weight gain because you're not burning that off. It's excessive. Well, carb I'm going to be working. I'm working out. Yeah, like you're you're if you're eating too many carbs, you're burnt. You're not burning it off, and it's it's it, it's storing it's storing all those carbs. So you have to burn through those before you can even burn through the, get to the fat layer. Mm. You got to burn the carbs off first. Okay. There's a whole carb chart from Primal Blueprint. So there's a chart. Literally, it shows you like 25. It's like keto is like zero to 25. 25 to 50 is uh, like 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 effortless weight gain or something. 50 to 100 is maintenance phase. Like a like 100 or 50 to 150 or 50 to 100 things maintenance phase, and then like 100 to 100 something is whatever. And then I think 150 and above is like um, I think 150 300 is like danger zone. And that's how many oh, carbs per zone. day it's talking yeah, about if you're consuming that many. So like if you were I think I think between 25 and 50 is what he calls effortless weight loss, meaning like if you just consume 20, between 25 and 50 carbs mm. a day and you're somewhat active, you're gonna you're gonna lose weight. Like just what I'm trying. That's awesome that they have that chart. Yeah, it's a it's a great chart. I've read. I love that book, man. It's a, such a good book. And that's yeah, he the, has a complete broken down chart. The that's what's the name of the book again? Primal Blueprint. Yeah, I remember you read that a long time ago. Yeah, I read it again when Dad was in the hospital. I read it when Dad was sleeping in the hospital. I just read it again. Uh, oh man, you read it again. Yeah, next to his Dang. hospital bed. Well, I love that that's book. Very sad. I'm just kidding. No, but it's not. I, He's fine. He came home fine. I'm glad, and I also am looking over because I, I see another paleo book over there, but um, another blue paleo book. Isn't that book blue? Has a blue cover. Primal blueprint. It's like white and blue. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the primal blueprint, and then you have Thrive, but um. 
Yeah, because I was just trying to think like um, about what to, because I'm trying to get like a good cheap diet down where I can just find follow that for a while. Yeah, just meat and vegetables. Yeah, and and like you know fruit. I've been eating a lot potatoes, of salad lately. And ve- Salad's spinach, good, yeah, of course. Salad. Yeah, I mean, but, you'd be surprised. Like you, when you tell me you're worried about money, you know how much a bag of Doritos costs? Five dollars, man. Like, I don't really buy that much. Either. I'm just saying, like, all that stuff is more is so expensive. Like, you think about what you're getting. Like, I mean, a yeah. whole chicken is like six dollars. Like a whole yeah chicken. Like, uh, like for but you're getting like if you can buy like Reese's and stuff, and it's like it depends. I mean, some of those are cheap, but like a lot of candy is expensive. Chips are really expensive. Like all those Tostitos and stuff, four twenty five. Yeah, stuff's pricey, man. Like, well, I think about know. it that way too. But I also think about it when I'm buying like um, something healthy versus something unhealthy. I think about if I'm buying something unhealthy and it's just like I know it's going to be a one day thing. I'll try to buy like a few. But I know every time I buy that, it's like it's 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 not an investment in my future. It's the opposite way because it's unhealthy. And when I buy some health me, I'm like, this is an investment into my future health. If that makes sense, like if I buy um, like broccoli, and that's how you justify it in your head. Yeah, if I buy broccoli and it's like a little more expensive, I'm like, that's okay because this is investing in my future health. Broccoli versus what? Broccoli's cheap. Broccoli versus like um, two two fifty for a head of broccoli. Reese's Pieces peanut butter cups. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or Oreos. Oreos are not cheap, that's for sure. Those are like three bucks. So you know how yeah. they're already gluten free? And then they Oreos are not gluten free. I'm pretty sure they're gluten free. No, man. They're made of wheat. What, what, what what's the thing that they said? That's what something... it is. No, they're hot trans fat free. Trans fat free. No, naturally. Excuse me. I have a um Dude, Oreos are made with they're definitely they're wheat. That's what the the, the cookie is. Oh, they're vegan. They're vegan. Well, yeah, of course. They're because they're garbage. They have no eggs and butter. They just have oils, like canola oil. Yeah. And, like, and, it's basically just wheat, sugar, and canola oil pressed into a a, a, a circle. Yeah, but so it's now... It's like it's not made with butter and egg, and that would be good if it wasn't vegan. But now they're, say, now they're selling gluten-free Oreos. So they're gluten-free oh. and vegan. Oh, dang, gluten-free Oreos. Okay, yeah. so they're making them with, like, potato starch or something. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. I try to find out. It's probably potato starch or rice starch. I, I, I can already tell you. Think so? Look it up. Yeah, rice starch is the che- cheaper, cheapest on. one. Okay, let's see if you're right. It's right on the ingredients. Look on the ingredients. It'll be rice. I think it's it, on the ingredients. It'll be rice powder or like a potato powder. It'll be one of those. They're gonna tell you. Yeah, it'll be here right it is. There. Yeah, sugar, palm oil, white rice flour. There you go. Is nice. that what you said? Yeah. Instead of what? rice flour, instead of wheat flour. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, there you go. And what's rice. the difference there? That wheat it doesn't have the wheat, wheat belly is part gluten. of it. Yeah, wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Tapioca starch. That's that's just a, that's a that's just a binding agent. Canola oil. That's that's oil. Horrible. Yeah. That's whole a, wheat. Very bad. Oh, no. Whole oat flour. Canola oil, yes. Mess throws off your omega balance, your omega about three and six balance, which is what contributes to heart disease. What about a whole wheat, whole oat flour? What? Whole oat flour. That's a hard one to say. Whole oat flour. Oat is wheat. Oat is a wheat. It's a gluten, so I don't know how that's on there. Yeah. Oat is definitely oats are gluten. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know about that. Cornstarch. Coke, yeah, that's a Coca, pretty common cookie. Converted sugar, soy lectin, baking soda, xanthan gum, chocolate. Xanthan gum is definitely a binder. That's a binder. And then soy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a piece of garbage. You're better off eating real cookies with butter and egg. You're better making your own cookies. Serving size two cookies in total sugar is 13 grams. So it's, you know, 6.5 per cookie. And then what's the when it says includes thirteen grams of added sugar? Is that on top of the thir- the other one, other thirteen? 
or I never understood that includes 13 grams of added sugar. That means they're, that means that's how much they're putting into it. Yeah. Adding to it, adding like powder, like, you know, adding granulated sugar or whatever into it. So does that mean it's not 13 grams of sugar for, um, per two cookies? It says it on there, the total grams of sugar, dude. Read the total. Total sugars is 13. That's it. And then it says includes 13 added sugars. 13 grams of added sugars. Well, that means there that means that that means there would have been no sugar without them adding it, I guess. Okay, but basically it's 13 is the, is the answer. So yeah, six, Yeah, I mean, there's no sugar in wheat, there's no sugar in canola oil and all that. So yeah, it makes sense they would have to add it all of it. Oh, okay, I see. I see. Yeah, I never looked into that much. Yeah, they have to add but that. That's to a new it. thing. So I don't know how much that's going to really help you if you decide to eat gluten-free. You know, gluten-free does, does not mean you're healthy at all. That that just that can help, you know, if you're trying to reduce joint if you have stomach problems or you're trying to reduce joint pain. But yeah, the the joint the dairy is a bad one too if you have for stomach. Oh, the dairy? Yeah. Yeah, dairy is just uh, I bought that really expensive protein powder and it made me I was sick the entire night after I took drank it, so. Um Yeah, protein powder. Well, that's good. Uh yeah you got well I thought you got the new protein powder yeah it made me sick it was it's really like it was fifty dollars for that brand new forty eight dollars yep and it, it's 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 delicious the best one I ever got but it made me sick they all do though I so just what can't are you tolerate do with it? are you gonna have it again I'm no no I can't tolerate well, whey then protein give it to me the last one I gave you you didn't even use it well I'll, you a whole I'll one use this whole one foods. I've been working out now so all right. I mean it, unless you're gonna send it back. I can't. They don't allow returns unless you throw, do, unless what's it's the unopened. Are you going to throw it away? It's just in my. I just kept it. I just kept it. What are you going to planning on doing with it? I don't know. I haven't figured right. that out yet. If I you was figure gonna, something out. I was deciding if I was going to try to try to survive one more, it. like maybe just take like one scoop instead of two or something next time. Okay. Yeah. Do but that. it's really it's good protein powder, man. It's like really good protein powder. Uh, I believe tested you. by Clean Clean Label Project for zero heavy metals. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. But Clean Label Project. And you're saying that that's kind of like a new thing, right? A new yeah, it's an organization that that's been that's been that does like it's like they're they do testing of products. Mm-hmm. They do testing of things and tell you what's in them, like BPA and heavy metals, and they just test for like all kinds of toxins and stuff. And they'll and they'll tell you like like a yeah, I mean, it could be this whole thing could be a giant scam for them to just sell I mean, yeah, their stuff. A, here's the here's the website right here. Yeah. The consumer standard for food and consumer products uh, they, quality and they're safety. doing this on their own like they're not getting paid for it like they're just do you think this is like a answer to the fda a little bit of the, of the bullshit of the fda no no they I, they I don't know what they just decided to go do that and just tell people like you know look look at this they tested 138 protein powders and found like garbage in like a lot of them a lot of real bad like bpa and this is pretty cool. But look, it's awesome. They 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 test stuff and they show you like what's look, how bad it is. You can look. You can search by certified brands and yeah. categories. Yeah. Pet food, personal care, health and fitness. I know. I know. Trust me. I, I, so let's look at the cleaning one. That's where I bought the protein quick. from. From one of their recommendations. Off this little thing. No, I actually looked up protein powder. And then it was just happened to be on there. It was so the look, only way one on there. You can actually search by this. Because this kind of segues into the next thing I wanted to ask you about. So, look at this. It's uh, let's see one that would make sense for cleaning. Oh, they only have twelve. Let's show them all. Uh, that's all. Ba- okay, all-purpose wipes, all-purpose spray. 
Let's see if this is their own. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I had an idea that I had, I had this idea that I wonder if like this company was just created by like whoever owns all these brands or whatever. So they Mm -hmm. can just like sell their brands. It's possible. Total scam, a complete scam. No, I don't think it's a scam. This is, it is if they didn't test all this stuff and they just made it all up. No, because what's happening is I think, I think I have the answer to this. Or if they tested it and skewed the results, like in some or found a lab that would give them better. Who knows? Hold on. I think I have the answer for this. One second. We'll be right back. Okay, cool. We're back. Your back's destroyed? Yeah, my back is destroyed. I've never been this bad off. I think it was... You know what you need? Those, uh, a backyotomy? No. You know what you need? What? Oxycontin. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I... Last... Today I said that. I go, my back's kill me. I go, Mom, I go, I need some, I need some oxy. Yeah. That show, that show is going to promote it, Oxy, actually. Yeah. Because people, it shows but you how it, powerful it is. Yeah. But I think it's all regulated now. Since, since I mean, everything's Yeah, it's probably on. like impossible. You have to have to go in and you go, Doc, my arm. Uh, Come you out know, with no you, arm. You have to, you have to go in with like a, like a compound fracture. Like your arm is, at, is in like, is like a 162 degree angle. Yeah. And then you go. <laughs> yeah. It's bent the other direction. Yeah, so your yeah, head is bent the other direction. You, like, you know how hard it'll be. To, I, I can't even get. You can't even get a benzo. You tell them you can't. You, you like tell them you can't sleep. Everything. They're like, okay. Um, they don't even care. They're just like, yeah, it's great. Like, have a nice day. They're like, you want some Zoloft? They, they, they you can't get anything. It's impossible. Uh, and I can't even imagine oxy. Like, how how do you even go about even beginning? They, they're probably like take Tylenol. Oh, uh, I don't know. Who the because, hell would prescribe that? You'd have to well, have like cancer or something. Probably the only way to get that shit, dude. That wouldn't give you that for cancer. They would for pain. That's a pain thing. Yeah, they'd give you pain. You don't think cancer is painful? Uh, I don't know. Is yeah, cancer man. itself is painful? Depends on what kind of, kind of cancer it is. Well, you could just smoke weed for that. Not everybody smokes weed, and it's also not, you yeah. can't even get that in Georgia. So. Well, or you could get addicted to Oxycontin <laughs> and die yeah, that way. I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you can't yeah. even get, I can't even imagine someone prescribing that anymore. The, it probably doesn't, it probably doesn't get prescribed anymore. It does. So, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that we're talking about it's here still is, on the market. It's still there. What happened is there's a new show out called Dope Sick on Hulu. And it's awesome as shit. If you haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. Definitely check it out. You're, we're both in the same episode. And basically, Oxycontin, it's all about the Oxycontin epidemic that, that was happening about it since 1994, I think, or something like that. Are you with me? I don't know when it came out. I don't, okay. I don't know when the hell it came out. It's on the, on the show. It has the dates. <laughs> As the whole show is going, it's just flashing dates. Oh, yeah. So it goes back and forth. I think it is like somewhere in the 90s. Yeah, it starts in the 90s. Yeah, somewhere around Late there. 90s, and then it goes into the 2000s, basically. But anyway, it's all about the Oxycontin epidemic that happened throughout the country back then and everything. And this huge company, Purdue Pharma, pharmaceutical company, um, that was pushing that was pushing oxycotton and also lying about all the um basically that it wasn't addictive it was less than one percent addictive which was the main thing and that's what drove that's what helped doctors prescribe it because they didn't think that was going to be a problem and everyone started getting addicted to it like majorly and then you when you're on a higher dose if you came off that dose you would basically go into um what do they call it like you get sick you get dope sick because you needed you needed the dope to you needed it to yeah, stay. At some point in time, they were no longer like was, getting high off the meds. They were just like trying not to be sick anymore. Yeah, just like heroin that's what the show portrayed it like. But I don't know. I, I don't know 
what that's, probably, if that's real or not, but it's probably real. They were showing it as like they were no longer chasing the high. They were just trying to be sick. It was like they were just, mm-hmm. it was like so bad and they didn't want to be sick. Yeah. That's, that was, uh, that's when it gets to the point where you go, yeah, this is a, this is a real bad thing because it's not even, they couldn't even wean off of it. That's the whole thing is that even if you wanted to wean off, if you were at a certain milligram, because they first started with a 10, then they went to a 20 and a 40 and an 80, and then eventually to a 120. 160. 160. So, and then some, do- and then they made that, the cool part was the, the pain charts was a one, one like awesome part of the yeah, episode. Yeah, blew my mind that that pain chart was made by, yeah. by Purdue Pharma. I couldn't believe that. Is that pain charts in every hospital? Yeah. It was just in dad's. Yeah. You know, hospital room. Yeah. That blew my mind. Like, I was like, oh my God. And then them pushing the pain management um, uh, story across America. Like, we know you have pain. Here's how we're going to try to manage it. Here's, and that's the whole, basically, um, Dr. Pro- Drew, propaganda. Dr. Drew talks talks a lot about this. Like, he knows, he's like, he I love really, Dr. Drew, man. Yeah. He talks a lot about it. Told that. you I, I was on, I was, I'm not going to go into details, but I went live. Yeah. You I, talked I, to him. I, I was live. A, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge, that makes me really jealous because. I used to you listen. Can, to, I used to listen to his podcast every damn day with him and him, and he would have all those guests on. That it was like a deeper psychology type of thing. It was yeah. I used to listen. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you talked to him. I was so I would have blew my mind. It was man. really nice. I've listened to him for like hours. I used to go to the park and walk and listen to his podcast like every day. Like, well, it's yeah. still on, and now it's called Doctor Drew After Dark. Yeah, mm. this was like a separate one he did where it was like a he would That's take callers back in the day. Yeah, he would take callers. They still do that. And it was like him and and I don't remember honestly. It was him and what's his face? We had Bob was, on there sometimes from it the was show. After Loveline. Or before or is it during the same time as Loveline or after? No, way after. Way after. It was after Celebrity Rehab even. Okay. This podcast. So yeah. it was called what was it called? Dr. Drew? I don't remember. I think it was called the Dr. Drew Podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, so he has a show still, and then he has Dr. Drew After Dark, which is a podcast, right? which was him and, you know, Tom Segura's wife, Christina P? Yeah. Him and her were doing it where they would talk about psychology, all these things that have voicemails, they do all this stuff, right? And they talk about like all men's kind of mental illness and everything. And then because she's been so busy lately, so he started, kept doing the show, but uh, all the sound engineers in the booth from Tom Segura's um, and her podcast, they all do the engineering for all that stuff because it's their studios. His, he does it out of there. And so he talks to them. They're called the Booth Boys. And so it's always like um, Dr. Drew After Dark. And then the episode will be like the Booth Boys do this, him and the Booth Boys. And they talk about all these different pr- like uh, medical problems. And they have people call in asking. And um, it's, it's, so it's still, it's up. So during this time, Dr. Drew went live on Instagram. He still does like live Instagrams like all the time. You can probably still catch him because he doesn't have that many. There's a lot of people in there, but if you can request to join and he'll just click you and you'll be like live face to face with them in his studio. And you can be like, what's up, Dr. Drew, whatever. And then you can ask him a question. So anyway, the point was that I talked to him once and I guess I should reveal it on the podcast because it's later than the podcast. So no, I'm not going to tell. Basically, I, I was on the show. I was on the I was on it for a good uh probably five minutes maybe four to five minutes and um yeah i was kind of starstruck too because you know how i get starstruck yeah you freeze up dude you i freeze up you've been up. there like four times and i've been starstruck yeah i've seen you get starstruck you actually the definition of starstruck is your face in the dictionary your yeah. your 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 head and your face yeah because you freeze up completely and you go huh 
Huh, and you actually are starstruck. You're you're like shell shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I met Gavin Rostell from Bush. Yeah, I've seen you do it. I've seen you we freak out. And I, I got starstruck. And then I met um the guy from Lifehouse, the lead singer from Lifehouse at the Best Buy, um, when they were doing it unplugged or whatever they did there. And I got starstruck there. And then I met uh and then no, but then Usher saw him walking to Best Buy. That, that didn't, that didn't really starstruck you. It didn't starstruck me. No. He was walking fast, and I had got maybe my starstruck. I've gotten older and more mature in my age. You said hi to him. You go, what's up, Usher? And he goes, hey. Yeah. He was cool. He was getting in his Mercedes. Yeah. I was like, what's up, man? You go, Usher. You go, that's Usher. You go, what's up, Usher? Yeah, I had and to catch goes, him. He actually said hi. Like, he could have just gotten in his car and act like he didn't hear it. Easily, yeah. Easily. He was on his way into his car. He easily could have gone, just completely, like, just closed his door. Yeah. Instead, he was he looked up and he was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And like, got in his car and left. Like he, I like, just that, made that's an, pretty cool. I made it an easy high for him. It was cool. Yeah, but he could have. But yeah, but he's really family. He could have ignored the shit out of you. Well, I didn't try to stop yeah. him or anything. We kept moving. No, in both yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like a like a fan weird thing. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was just a yeah. I think he noticed that I caught that. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And then I just like said, "Hey!" And so instead of being a Star Trek guy, maybe it was just better. And he was like, yeah, you hey, weren't I don't sprinting know at his Mercedes, and he was he drove over the over the curb to try to get away from you. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't go, Usher, Usher, <laughs> and start sprinting after his car like Terminator Two. Yeah, like ting, <laughs> ting, on the back, <laughs> like, the, the Usher, I need your autograph, Usher, stop it, why? What's that high school movie he's in where they makes the girl pretty, where they make the girl pretty when she's not pretty? She's all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that. I go, she's all that. Yeah. He's the, he's the, he's the DJ yeah. in the high school. And they do the dance, the yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. And him, and then and the Ma- Matthew Lillard yeah. on the dance floor. The worm. the worm. That's one of the greatest <laughs> comedy movie moments. Like, I'm like top, top 10. Top 10. Funniest comedy movie moments of all time yet. But I'd say top 20. I mean that when Matthew he does the Lillard. worm in the party, yeah. It, I mean, so funny, dude. I can't even remember the song, but I can picture it in my head. It's like, give it to me. Yeah, give that's it, to me. it. Give it, give it to me. And he's like, dun, 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 dun. he does the worm for like through the whole party. That's <laughs> stupid. Oh yeah. god. And it's, is he on Road Rules or something? Yeah, he was on like MTV Real World or something. It's the perfect. And he was like, thought he was so famous. It's so perfect. And he was like, you know, such it was a like big deal. Road Rules, the famous, and then the high school famous kids, and then the non-famous yeah. kids. That movie has like all three, Ugh. which was a good dynamic of it. Yeah. So it was really funny. It was stressful. It was a stressful movie. The movie was stressful. Yeah, it's a stressful movie. Why? It just is just the popularity thing and all that. That really stressed you out? Was it bringing when you have PTSD from it? No, it's just a stressful movie. Oh, okay. It's like Freddy it's a Freddy. comedy, you know. Yeah, I know. But you got too deep into it. Yeah, it's, it's, it was stressful for Did me. Did you overanalyze it? No, it's just like the whole rich kids and Freddie Prince Jr. is like seven three. And, I love and, that guy. Yeah, he he. I like him too. He's he like said, playing soccer. I know what he did last and, summer. I still know what he did last summer. And the, dude, I'll tell you what. I know what he did last summer. The original. Yeah, that's a real movie. Yeah. Like that's not like a high school movie. Halloween, that's a baby. real movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a quality movie. It's a movie. sick movie. Yeah, it's, it's a quality, quality movie. Real, so is the second what one, I mean by is the way. it's a real movie like like it, it that wasn't just like a movie they cranked out like a high school like a like a kid like a teen. That was a that's like a really good movie. Yeah. Like a scare a like well done. All the movie. elements that's needed fundamentals. Yeah. A well done story, well done movie, like good it's acting. Per- it's perfect. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh yeah, it's perfect. Amazing. It's a great movie. And where does it take? It takes place like on some. Uh, um, yeah, it's like it's like New. It's like like Connecticut or some shit. Yeah, and they yeah. don't film many movies like like that there either. As far as horror, very movies rarely. Go. 
Yeah. Like on the by the water, like by the like crabbing and yeah. fishermen and stuff. Yeah, like by the yeah, they very rarely do that. Yeah. It, it's deep in our in our childhood. That movie was a really Oh god, the movie was great. They made, made like ten of those after that, right? Yeah. Well they or they, they actually just have one that's coming out right that's what now. I'm saying. They keep they they that one it's good a show. movie made so new a how show. many after. Which will fail badly. Yeah. But um they made two. And the second one I watched recently, and it's actually really good. You know who hasn't aged is the guy from that movie. Pretty pretty sure. No, he has aged. His hair is completely gray. The first movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's his other face? guy? Really? Ryan Phillippe? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's literally not aged a day. He's. Have you seen The Lincoln Lawyer? Oh, yeah, I love he that movie. He looks exactly Sick. the same. Yeah. Like, he, he, he has does. not gained an ounce of fat. He hasn't lost a single hair in his head, and he hasn't had one wrinkle on his face. He looks exactly the same. They should just do a... Well, he's, he's, he's dead immortal. already, though. What? I was going to say do a remake, but he's dead. Everyone's dead, except for them, too. I don't remember. I do. But you know that Freddie Prince Jr. is married to... Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, Geller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they're both in the movie, and they don't they play the opposite love yeah, interest, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, but that whole the whole cast of all these people that scream movies and that movie, which by the way, I told you about Scream Five, right? I think so. Yeah, we'll talk talk about that next time. But Scream Five, a major movie. Yeah, there was a, that was that was a good movie. It was a, it was a great. That's when they used to make them really good. They don't do that anymore. No, no, they just crank out like a Netflix show that they made in like like one day. They filmed it in one day. Yeah, and released it. Yeah, yeah. So any other? Um, uh, you didn't watch Squid Games. No, I'm not gonna watch that. It's not why. Why you're not watching that? I don't watch violence. I don't watch. I don't watch gratuitous violence or gore or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like tense, stressful movies like that at all. Okay. What's your favorite movie you've watched in the past uh, month besides Dope Six series? Oh, I haven't watched the movie in a while, man. The last movie I watched was Black Widow. How was it? It was all right. It was entertaining. It was entertaining, but not good. It was all right. Okay. So you liked it. I enjoyed watching it, but it wasn't like a great movie, no. Okay. No. Um it kind of ruined the character. She was always, she was like a dark, mysterious character and they made it like a comedy out of it. Yeah, it had a weird vibe to it for yeah, sure. Yeah, she was like the darkest, creepiest character on the whole thing, and they made a yeah. they made a comedy out of it. It was somehow. strange. Yeah. And then the guy that was awesome didn't even do anything the whole movie long. Yeah. Like, it was just, they really messed that up. Bad. The father, the dad. Yeah. He was the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. He was, he was hilarious. They could the have, they could have been so good. Really, what that movie, they should have taken the sister out completely, not even in the movie. Well, the sister's good, though. And just have the dad and her fighting and winning and all that. And that's it. Yeah. You know, well, I didn't understand the plan until, you know, some, some of it was, it was very like a slow. But she was trying to plan like how to, how to get to the main guy and all this stuff was it was just kind of a weird plot. It was a weird plot. Yeah, it's a, it was a weird movie. Weird movie. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on today and uh, doing this, knocking it out. Um, today this is the Halloween episode, and then uh, tomorrow we're gonna hopefully try to get um four people on because it's gonna be the tenth episode. So I'm gonna try to get um, Big C, Big D, Big U, and Big Me. And then another Halloween trick or treater, and then possibly see if we can do a call in for Big T. See what I'm saying? Virgil Brigman signing off. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks everybody. Have a good night.